Welcome to Evolve. We are so happy that you have tuned in. So excited to have you. We have Liz here today. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are good. you? <laughs> so uh, just tell me about yourself, your background and what you do right now. Um, so currently right now, I am a special educator at a private school in Essex Junction, Vermont. Uh, I was born and raised in Vermont. I uh, went to high school in Milton at Milton High School. And then I graduated from UVM this past year, COVID 2020 graduation Congrats. Um, with a degree in psychology. Um, so I picked up this job um, after I interned there my junior year of college. And so now I'm back teaching full time, basically like full time for the school day. But then it's part time scheduling wise, like 32 hours a week. So not mm -hmm. necessarily full time. Yeah. So what are you doing right now outside of um, working? What's your, tell me about your side hustles. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your side hustles? Um, so currently I'm trying to book more couple shoots, um, engagements, weddings. COVID makes it kind of hard. So I'm kind of glad I didn't pursue this like a little bit harder earlier. Being like mm -hmm. in the beginning of the summer, like let's do lots of weddings um, because I didn't realize how long this whole masks and six feet and um, not being able to see family and friends would last. Mm -hmm. But um, so I've been planning a couple shoots. I have some stuff coming up. I just shot my first wedding, um, which is on my Instagram um, and then some Facebook stuff. I still have to go through the 1500 photos that are on my laptop yep. um, and organize and organize them and then edit them and do all the details that I want to do when it comes to edits. Um, but uh, outside of that, I um, have just been I do a lot of work with horses and, and training horses but photography is like my main like side hustle like if I was to hold two jobs it would be photography mm -hmm. and teaching because they're both part-time gigs in my mind um, I haven't fully made it a full-time career because I have a passion for people and for helping people um, and so that's yeah. why I'm teaching people with special needs um, but I also do love to take pictures of of love of people and couples and and all that kind of stuff so I'm torn between what to pursue in yeah. terms of like a full-time career in the extended future mm -hmm. and kind of looking looking back I know like you love what that's what you love shooting now what got you into photography and who who is your influence if you had the influences at that point when you first started Social media had like a huge part for me. Um, mm -hmm. Just seeing all the Instagram influencers in general, just having yeah. like such cute photos. And I remember like um, all both of us trying all the time to take like these cute photos. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is like our little iPod fours are not doing <laughs> yes. it. And there needs to come a point in which like we upgrade from this. And so I have very, very pretty friends, you included. And so <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let's start taking pictures of them. So I bought my first, um, I was like, you need a better camera with like more than eight megapixels, maybe 12 max. Yeah. And so I was like, you need to get a yeah. better camera. So back then that was around like 2016, 2017, um, my senior year of high school. So I bought a basic DSLR and I um, used that to just kind of start shooting around. I had a kit lens um, and then I just took my friends out wherever and we were just like, let's go downtown, mm -hmm. whatever. So how did you progress from, you know, getting your first camera, starting to, sh to shoot downtown to kind of where you're at right now and really like creating a website and having that presence and really like committing to it, even though I know you still have, um, you still work at the school that you're at now, um, but kind of what took you from that first like I'm having a camera. I want to commit to this more to where you're at, to where you're at right now. I think 
honestly, and this sounds so conceited, when I found out how much of a lucrative career it could be. Yeah. Because like, not only like people were telling me, they're like, okay, well, you know, you have talent. Obviously, you need to expand on the talent and like learn more. But um, currently in where you're at, you have a lot of mm-hmm. potential. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like I would show pictures to friends and families and parents. And granted, I know people can just say that because they can say that to you. But because I have, know you. Yeah. yeah but I have uh, I always pressured people to be like, just tell me the truth. Like, if you don't like it, that's like not yeah, gonna hurt honest my feelings. Criticism. Yeah, yeah, like I want, want you to know. I want myself to know. You know, what do you not like about this photo? What do you think is good about it? Like, what would you tweak? Um, and mm-hmm. so I'd ask my friends that. I'd ask like people like you who are artistic in the, their eye. Um, a lot of my friends who I f- um, photographed were also like artists, illustrators, stuff like that. So they had really good eyes. Um, in terms of colors and dynamic and then contrast. Mm-hmm. So they would give me really good feedback when it comes to that. Um, the moment I knew I was taking it more seriously definitely was um, when I saved up for my Canon 80D, which is what I sh- shoot on right now, um, which was the the middle ground between my dream camera of the 5D Mark IV. Yeah. So I'm just doing what I can right now. I didn't know the 6D or the 7D existed. I was like, oh, 80D, that seems like a good middle it's perfect, ground. Yeah. Like, I was like, great, awesome. And I was like, oh man, crop frame, no. <laughs> I was like, darn it. <laughs> so I should have gone for the other ones, but I didn't know they existed. Um, but uh, there was like a big moment when I was like, oh, when people were like, you should probably ask for money for this and stop mm-hmm. just shooting people um, for fun. And then I kept seeing... I made a photography page and I friended a bunch of, um, followed, friended, whatever, on social media and was just like kind of like scanning through them. And they would mm-hmm. do their, on their, under their posts, they would do these long like paragraphs of being like, you know, marketing and like what I started to be. And like, it was very inspirational of like, here's how you can get to where I am as a professional wedding photographer or pro- professional travel photographer, whatever it is. Um, and so I was like, oh, I should probably like look into this yeah. and like maybe do it. I should do um, some research. I should do some yeah. research. Um, so I did that and it, you know, Sometimes it feels like, you know, it's definitely not going to be a career because it's it's just very time consuming. And um, I don't have a lot of time, even though I like I'm only working 36 hours a week. There's only 24 hours in a day and like mm-hmm. there's other stuff going on. Um, but it definitely feel like I've like working on finding my niche in terms of editing style, yeah, which is important. helping a lot. Yeah. Like being able to it's very stressful because right now I'm like nitpicky and I like sit there and I like <laughs> Aren't we all will literally <laughs> just do all the details like from the eyes to the eyelashes to the eyebrows like doesn't matter. But like none of that actually matters like normally to get through like a good chunk of photos you just need to like know your presets and know like what tweaks you're going to automatically make to the photo Mm -hmm. um for at a baseline at least um because i know every photo has different lighting and different settings that once you like actually see it on your computer but doing that would be really helpful so i'm still trying to figure out like what that is because right now i'm individually editing Mm -hmm. a lot of my photos because i'm just trying to find like what i like and what i can apply consistently over different scenarios than just Mm -hmm. like this one wedding that I shot um, yeah. and we'll probably and never takes, have some. It takes lighting. time to like develop that yeah, and to really like find, find your niche, find what works, find, find a style. And if, and if, you know, that takes longer than you anticipate and that's okay. Like you're experimenting, you're shooting and you're, you're still gaining those skills and working with those people. Oh yeah. Um, so what has been the most meaningful project that you've worked on since you've, or uh, shoot that you've done, like since you've started? I think I'd probably have to say 
this wedding was probably the biggest, most meaningful one. When, when was this wedding? This wedding was like two weeks ago, September oh, 26th. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like I'm running on borrowed time right now to finish them. But um, it was nice because it was like someone actually was like willing to take a chance on me as a wedding photographer because I keep seeing a lot of things where it's like you need to second shoot with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I was like- And gain experience. Gain experience, yep. right? And I was mm-hmm. like, so no one's going to want to hire someone who doesn't have any experience right yeah. now. And I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. Um, so I was like mm-hmm. very scared to put myself out there in terms of, of like becoming a first shooter of a wedding. And COVID kind of made it perfect because this is such an intimate small wedding. They didn't need a second shooter. Like they perfect. didn't really want yeah, one it was to perfect begin for with. You for a there first was one too. Twelve people sitting in like great crowd. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was really, really intimate, really small, really personal, um, which made it really nice. Um, the people were just super welcoming, and it was like a great, awesome first experience that has like mm-hmm. really just kind of impacted me in knowing that like this is kind of what how I want to do. It's like t- taught me like this is do's and don'ts. Um, don't throw your cell phone in the water in the middle of a shoot. Um, don't jump into the lake to get that cell phone in the middle of a shoot. It looks really good impressionable wise, but it gets really, really cold. Um, and so the lake's not good in September anymore. Great. Good uh, to know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was that was like my big one in terms of like people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think then before that, um, I have connected with a fellow photographer here locally and um, he has got me out of my shell. He knows a lot of people. Um, so he's been able to like introduce me to all these people and then shoot with them. Um, mm-hmm. It's been really good because it's been kind of like the difference in our shooting dynamics has really like forced me to become more confident in my own and like my own abilities. That's so um, good though. Where it like lacks in his and same mm-hmm. with him. Um, so I think it's like really positive. So like the most, because I think when I think about like my most recent work, I like literally am scanning in my head over my Instagram. I'm like, hey, what was yep. the most recent thing I posted? Because <laughs> I don't really remember. Um, but that, the wedding and graduations, um, and shooting with this guy and doing that stuff and meeting all these people has been like mm-hmm. the best projects because it's like learning the people dynamics it's kind of nerve-wracking meeting new people yeah and then for sure their expectation and they're mm-hmm. nervous because they don't know how to be in front of the camera and you're nervous because you're like can i direct you well enough so that you feel confident in the front yeah, of the camera yeah. and it's like this vicious cycle um but you just have to kind of like mm-hmm. push yourself to, yeah. to be able to do it yeah no and just like seeing you uh, you know going from you know, starting and then working with people. Um, and I've heard, just heard too from like from you and just, you know, like from my sister and I and from what we've like done when we sh- sh- um, kind of shot with you um, is like you're great at just like giving direction for people. And I think that's really helpful, especially when you're with people who like in front of the camera, like, oh, I don't know, like this is intimidating. This is scary. Like, do I look good? How do I, you know, how do I do this? And I think you're great at giving that direction, um, which is, which is great because it is intimidating (laughs) for sure. Um, so how do you, how do you educate yourself to take better pictures and what details do you focus on to really make those pictures kind of what, and I know you said you do, you prefer like couples and people. Um, so how do you educate yourself and kind of work on bettering your, your skills youtube instagram and tiktok let me tell you tiktok is new to the game so i'm gonna like pretend like he doesn't exist but it's been really helpful in, in a whole self, it is um, it is of, yeah like, there's a short video so mm-hmm. i've watched so many videos i still have a bajillion left in my watch list in like photography to do later the watch kind of later deal. list is long the watch later list long. is so long um just learning um kind of like i will actually like look at a photo of someone like i really like um and the picture they've taken. And then I'll have mm-hmm. a, a photo of my own style, unedited. And so I'll try to match and like cr- like kind of match, not necessarily like 100% because it's never going to be, I don't have their presets. Yeah. Um, but 
kind of challenge myself to meet the colors and the color schemes that I really like of this photo, which helps me learn mm. like, okay, what are the settings that I'm like tweaking the most? What am I doing um, in terms yeah. of that? That's been like the biggest learning curve for me is like looking at something and then trying to visually match it as close as possible. But then remembering also like you don't want to copy someone else. You need to have your own mm -hmm. unique style. Yeah. But by not like having their preset specifically to do that. It forces you it to forces learn. forces you to learn in the, yeah. in the middle of it. Um, that's for editing. For posing, um, I've definitely worked I used to my friends used to make fun of me for not posing enough so I was like okay we're not going to do this anymore so I just started yeah. like I've looked at a bunch of Vogue magazine stuff and you know um the we people like couple like weddings mm -hmm. the knot all of that stuff mm -hmm. to get pictures of like what are some really really common poses that are um for couples common poses for editorial work common poses for senior photos whatever it may be um it's been really helpful to use that as like uh, and then like have that stocked in my brain mm -hmm. um yeah unfortunately there comes the, the factor of like if you forget at them in the moment it's like the most terrifying thing yeah <laughs> so it's been really helpful because like during this wedding i was like worried that that was going to happen mm -hmm. and so i had my assistant i hired my roommate to come with me and i was like you're gonna be my assistant for the day and so she came with me and she had a whole list of every single shot we need to get and then all the ones that were prioritized due to the bride and the groom's requests. Mm -hmm. um, so we went down through everything. And so I mostly remembered most of it. Yeah. But like during it, I was like, you know, in a panic in me was like, are you going to forget something? And you're going to look back of course, and you're going to yes. be so mad at yourself. I remember you telling me about that. You you like, the, I think like the night or two before you're like, I don't know if I'm going to remember everything. Yeah. This is like, this is still big. Like I want to deliver. There's, yeah. there's this pressure. And I think like, I think you did great. You know, I and hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you did. And like having, I think having your roommate come with you too, that helps keep things organized. Yes. A little bit takes the pressure off of you. While yes, you're still the one shooting, like it's having someone else there like, yeah. with you. Yeah, you know, people underestimate sure. assistance. Like I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I could just do this alone. But like when I was there, like, we were it's two separate buildings, the bride and the groom, or two places, and you have to like if you don't have a second shooter, split yourself. And you have to split yourself. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, what do I do? And if I didn't have my assistant with me to go get the ring, so we could take pictures of the rings and the and the save the date card and everything, then I would have like been backtracked a good like fifteen minutes to go chase him down to get the rings from him mm -hmm. to come back to take the shot so that yeah. I was in time for. It's just like a very long process that you like don't need to go through if you have someone else there to just mm -hmm. do that while you can like yeah, multitask. For sure. Um, but yeah, so YouTube, love those TikToks for the 60 second, like, here are my favorite shots, yes. here are my go-to poses. Like, those things stay in my brain way more than, like, an hour-long video I've they watched do. on YouTube, which is good because I have a short attention span when it comes to watching videos. So I'm like, we we our attention span is becoming shorter and shorter as I know, a culture. it's so bad. So, it's so bad. Yeah. So was it that wedding the most challenging project that you've done so far? Or was there, has there been another one that kind of was as challenging or as anxiety-ridden for you? I think, honestly, I shot this group of, um, what is it, sorority girls for college for their graduation. And that was probably more nerve-wracking than the wedding because it was like seven girls who all have really, really aesthetic Instagrams. Oh. So you need to make sure that the photos that they're going to post yeah. meet their aesthetic. Otherwise, like, you're going to get a bad rep because, like, they're going to tell their friends and, like, then you're like, okay, you no didn't one's going to want it. Yeah, aesthetic. like, yeah, you yeah. didn't fit their needs and you're like, oh, my gosh. Um, and then, like, they picked like the worst time of day. They picked like 1 p.m. and it was like May. So it's high noon, like mm -hmm. the brightest sun you could possibly pick. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I do not have this like not fully green yet. No, <laughs> no yeah. yeah, not here. I was like, oh my gosh. And then getting there and they were like more focused on like, um, each other than like focusing on like what was going on and like for photos and stuff and then you know like there were one you know one girl would be like looking over here I'm like no no come back here come back here come back here and like mm -hmm. there'd be that one person where the photos like looks great and then you look at that one person you're like oh man 
oh man, I should have seen that sooner. Like I should have seen you were like tilted away or like your head wasn't in or your foot wasn't out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was really hard because they had those expectations in the editing process and then they were really sweet, but it was just kind of like, what do I do with sand girls? And it's tricky to manage a dynamic like that, especially when everyone has different expectations. Um, And I know like when you did a graduation or you had, you had another person shoot, but you did like graduation pictures and all of us kind of took turns like with you taking pictures for graduation. And it's hard because, um, well, of course, your opinion is the only one that really matters. You're the one graduating. Um, but it's still like managing different people when you're not just shooting like one person or one couple. And that's just your focus. Yeah, um, it's a lot harder. For sure. Yeah. So uh, what is the what's the one thing or <clears throat> multiple things that you wish you had knew before you started taking pictures? I know you kind of mentioned it on with um, gear and camera. You wish that you maybe had bought something different. But do you have any other um, things looking back on that you'd say, oh, maybe I'll do differently? Um, get Lightroom and Photoshop sooner than later. Yes. Don't wait on that one. Um, camera gear, yeah. And, but also recognizing that camera gear isn't like, you know, like your body, like focusing more on the lens. So I did that. Like when mm-hmm. I realized afterwards yeah. that I had kind of gotten like not a low cut body, but like, you know, I should have gotten like the full um, crop, not the crop frame, mm-hmm. um, full frame, not crop frame. And so I bought a better lens to make up for it. So I bought mm-hmm. a Sigma 35 and that in itself was like equaling the price of the body and which like, yeah, they're expensive. Fun. They're, it's an expensive career hobby, whatever you want it to be. Um, but outside of that, I think things that I wish I had learned sooner was just to be more forward and out there and be more progressive. If like, mm-hmm. cause like I see that if I stop, um, trying to find clients, trying to find people, trying to shoot, then everything else stops with it. Mm -hmm. So it stops the money, stops the connection, stops the influence. And so I just have to like- Keep networking. Keep networking, Mm -hmm. keep trying, keep shooting constantly, which is hard when you don't want to shoot like the same people over and over. Yeah, it's hard to find new people. Vermont's not the most ideal place (laughs) (laughs) to find all the people to shoot with and influencers and then people like, I find like shooting here with people, I'm shooting a lot of like senior-esque photos. Mm -hmm. Feels like I'm doing constantly a senior photo shoot where I would love to do more fashion and editorial work, but because everyone here, no one models, no one knows what they're doing with that stuff because it's not New York City or LA um, or any big city. You should talk to Louise. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's it's just a little bit harder to find the right kind of people. And then like um, uh, definitely like pursuing more of uh, – if you're doing like an editorial shoot, you know, reaching out to companies, reaching out to other mm-hmm. creators yeah. and, and influencers are in that are around you. Granted, I've always felt like I've been stuck because we live in Vermont and there's never really been that many creators or influencers around here. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's growing though. It's slowly it's really growing. like I feel like as a creative like community, I feel like Burlington's really growing. And it's beca- I mean, it always has been. I think a very creative based environment and very like sustainable environmentally focused obviously but um i feel like people are being much more open about it and maybe that's just because i'm more involved in the community now um but i think there's there's definitely still opportunity um but it is yeah it is sometimes hard when you're not in those like big metropolitan areas that seem to be just like flowing up with opportunity yeah um yeah but i think and i think you've done you've done great with like what you've like what you've been given and you know i know travel's not really an opportunity right now. I mean, it is like within the US, but um, with COVID and everything, I think that, you know, we're still managing all of our routines, I think in, you know, in a way that I think is still like, we're still producing content. I mean, we're doing this and having you on and you're still, you're still doing what you still enjoy doing. And I think that's good that, you know, like it hasn't entirely stopped because of COVID, which is good. Um, And that you did the wedding, which is great. And hopefully, hopefully, are you wanting to do more? Oh, yeah, I have 
a meeting with our mutual friend tomorrow. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, hopefully, we'll have her hooked into it. Um, get so you, get you those clients. For Let's 2021, go. right? Yeah. I know. All the weddings. I had another wedding this fall, which was supposed to be actually tomorrow. Or what's today? Friday. The 9th. Yeah, so it's supposed to be on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it got canceled. So that was like second wedding. That's okay. You got more. The, out the window. People are still going to I know. People, people are, are still going to get married. married. Constantly. <laughs> it's cuffing season. Everyone's yeah, getting is. married. Um, so it's like, okay, no big deal. Uh, and I'm not too worried about it with, with the part-time job. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm, I'm financially unstable or anything. So I'm, yeah. I'm pretty much set on coasting for right now, mm-hmm. just for the time being during COVID mm-hmm. and not really worrying too much about it. Yeah. Um, so lastly, what... What advice would you give to someone who's wanting to start in photography or start in this area and who's maybe hesitant or feels like they don't have the gear that they need to really produce material, produce content that they really like and are proud of? What would you what would you say to them? Reach out to people. It's always good Mm -hmm. to just find someone that you like that's kind of local um, and then reach out to them. Because from my experience, most people around here, especially in Vermont and as tight knit as the creative and um, artistic community is, everyone's willing to share with everybody. Yeah. It's their creative energy, content, um, whatever it is. I literally drove to Middlebury to get a lens from a girl. Um, and I didn't even need it, but I, she was like, just take it. It's fine. And she hasn't even asked me for it back. Like, it's not like an like, super expensive lens, but it's like her go-to mm-hmm. lens. And she's like, yeah, just go ahead and take it. Like, no big deal. Mm-hmm. I have talked to her maybe like three times in my life. And she's just like, whatever. Like, I'm yeah, going to hear really generous. You. I really like your work. Like, mm-hmm. go kill it out there. Um, so that's probably my biggest one. And then... Um, you know, making the, if it's something that's like a priority, just kind of how they say with a lot of things, if it's a priority, mm-hmm. we'll make it happen. So yeah. it's like if you want to buy a camera, uh, it doesn't need to be the highest and doesn't have to be the 5D Mark IV or anything um, or whatever the Nikon's version of that is. <laughs> um, but saving up and pursuing that kind of deal is like the biggest importance because like you I will only set yourself back if you don't you know, make that your goal. If it's actually like something mm-hmm. you want to do, but just yeah. kind of like, you know, like, oh, okay, well, like I'm interested in it, but I'm not really sure what I want to do. Ask questions. And then if it's something where you like kind of level up from there and you're like, this is something I do want to pursue. Like even if it's just hobby based or part-time mm-hmm. based, like focus on that. Use your part-time job or your full-time job as a way of saving, you know, download that app that helps you save money. and then Download just, that like, free app now. <laughs> download that free app. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then that helps you save money and then just like go for it in terms of, of making sure making those those lines connect so that you can make mm-hmm. it more of um, a focus in your life versus kind of a background object yeah. type deal. And it's always like, even if it's something that's fearful or something that you're just like scared to start, I think just, just starting something. I know for myself, like I'll have ideas like ruminating in the back of my mind. And once I actually start it and make a plan, I'm like, okay, this isn't that bad. Like, why didn't I start sooner? And so I think just making that plan, writing it down, whatever you can do to really set yourself and commit yourself to that. Um, and like we're in COVID. Why not just like start something new? Like we're, we're okay. going to be here. Everyone's <laughs> becoming TikTok famous. Why yeah. not you do it too? Literally. Like. Why not? Just add another one. Um, awesome. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. You're this welcome. was fun. Thank you for having me. I loved this. <laughs> this was great. So where can people find you on Instagram, Facebook? How can they get in touch with you? So my handle for Instagram, Facebook, and my future website would be Sincerely Liz Photography. All one word, no dashes. And um, <laughs> I'm also on the the Mighty app and the Evolve page through that, which mm-hmm. if Mighty you Networks. post yep. anything on there, I'll be able to see it, get a notification. Join the photography circle. I probably circle. turn those on to begin with because I don't have any notifications on on my phone. But... Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I will comment, like it, let you know, um, connect with you as a creator as well if you're interested. Um, just give me a reach out, DM, And sincerely whatever. Liz Photography on Instagram yes. as well. Yes, Perfect. and my infrequent posting, yes. Yes. You have great posts. Do amazing. It's like every six days. We're you do solid. great. We're on solid coasting here. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much you're for welcome. being on. This is great. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening and watching us. This has been this has been great, fantabulous, amazing as <laughs> always. Uh, you can check us out on evolve-network.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz. Love to have you. So yeah, thank you. This was great. Nailed it. <laughs>